Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. How many years have I been warning you guys? I sat in this chair yeah. and I screamed and I told all you men to watch out because stuff like this was coming more and more and your wives and your girlfriends were going to be all over it. And no one wanted to listen. Right. You didn't listen. <laughs> well, now I hope you enjoy spending money on an overnight at a place that you can't afford down the street from your house because your wife's friend told her it was an experience. <laughs> You're hanging out in the breaker, mm. Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. Tommy, are you familiar with the Cavalry Street Andrews Presbyterian Church? Not, is that one church or many churches? <laughs> I think it's one church. <laughs> that church row? <laughs> uh, no, I am not. So it's in the city of Rochester, more specifically Avril in the South Wedge. All right. Now, for a while, the church has sat vacant. But soon, mm. it will be vacant no more. So they get new religion? No, no, no. Mm. This is not religious in any way. Oh. Over the weekend, plans were announced to turn the church into a hotel and banquet hall. Wow. Wait, and banquet hall? You got it. it. It will be called the Hotel St. Andrew. Folks will now be able to spend time at a boutique hotel in the South Wedge. So what's interesting about this story, mm. developers had to get approval from all sorts of historic and preservation societies thanks to the building status it's, as a historical landmark. It's weird, it's weird that you don't have to ask God, though. <laughs> well, maybe they did. You don't know. All right. All right. I've got all the permits, God, so back off. So they got all the local ones. They're just now waiting on the federal government to give them the okay. That's how oh. apparently right. significant this yeah. building is. So this is going to be a big thing for weddings, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. I think with that's- the, with, the, with, the, with the hall. Making it the, yeah. a venue, yeah. It makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But when this happens, past the weddings and the bar bat mitzvahs and the quinceañeras and whatever graduation parties yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, that yeah, happen yeah, at yeah, these yeah. places, <clears throat> there is going to be a cool new spot to spend the night in the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. What's up? I tried to warn all of you. Mm. I tried so hard for like three years, but no one wanted to listen. Well, what's going on? So this business, this uh, boutique hotel, when it opens in the South Wedge. Yeah is going to crush. It is going to be unbelievably successful. Because if there's one thing I've learned over the last few years, it's every woman loves staying at expensive for no reason hipster hotels that are in buildings that are uncomfortable and weren't designed Especially to be Especially this one, because I don't know. I, I get like an old house. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you turn a church into like multiple room facility, you know what yeah. I mean? Because the church is such an open area. Sure, yeah, yeah, I hear you. They're gonna I, do it. I mean, it's like well, it's kind of washing like- my face like it's a sink, like an old baptism bowl or something. So I was looking at <laughs> burn your face pictures of it. It's kind of got like an extension on it a little right. bit, so maybe that's where like you make. But the it is going to be weird. Then, You're right. Yeah. Okay, my wife lives 
for boutique hotels like this. Mm. And she hears about them from her friends, and she wants to go stay at those places. And here's the ass kicker. Mm. Here's the ass kicker. I know there are guys that hear what I'm saying right now, and they're laughing at me, thinking, I have no reason to spend the night in the South Wedge. I live here. Therefore, my wife will have no reason to want to go do this. Well, listen here, dick. Yeah. It's not a vacation, like I said, if I can still watch Channel 10. You're right. You're absolutely right. But the brilliance of these boutique, hipster, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. You don't stay there because you need a place to stay in that area. Mm. You stay there only to stay there. Because there's no real experience, though. Oh, no. The experience is, wow, look at this place. Wow, they have croquet on the lawn outside. Wow, there's an innkeeper that will tell you historical things about the building. (laughs) Wow, they're going to serve you breakfast with everyone else that is sleeping in the hotel right now. It is the worst, dumbest, most pointless, I hate it so much thing that I can't get out of. It's boring. It's the, yes. It's just boring. Mm. I, I know we all do boring things. Like, everybody has something boring they do that mm. they love. This is like taking all those ideas and shoving them into one room. The phone number is 252-WCMF, 252-9263. I know I'm not the only man that has experienced one of these places. Yeah. I need you gentlemen to back me up and help these other men. Whatever you do, guys listening, you need to ensure your wife does not find out about this place. If her friend goes and stays, you need to make up lies about that friend mm-hmm. so they're not friends anymore, so she doesn't hear or talk to that friend anymore. Because, Tommy, it's past the point that it's boring. It's, it's, it's unbelievably boring. Mm. Unbelievably boring. It's also uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncom- the beds are uncomfortable because they make them like old school. Oh. Every room has a furnace in it, which so it's the room's either 20 degrees or 140,000 degrees. Mm-hmm. It looks like your grandma's room. Yeah. Right? So, like, you're getting romantic with your spouse or girlfriend. Well, and in a church on top of that. Yeah, you're going to have sex uh-huh. in a church? Is that what you're going to do? you burn in hell? Well, if you're legal. Can't have sex in a Just church? married. Legal? That's I meant you, Did you try and say married? Because legal is not, that sounded different <laughs> yeah, than what you were trying you're to say. Right. Well, you're a legal couple. How old uh... are you? Want to come to the church? <laughs> You've done this. Yeah, multiple times. And the last one I did... We went to see my my wife wanted to go down to where she went to college, so it's in a small town, right? So we get one of these places, and I remember getting up in the morning, and it was like there was a room to eat, and I and I'm dying for coffee, right? And it's one of those little towns they ain't, they ain't got a Dunkin' Donut, they ain't got a McDonald's. This is the smallest goddamn town mm-hmm. of college I've ever seen. They got nothing. Okay, it's freezing cold out, so I need coffee. I go downstairs. Oh, they're open. Oh, great. And uh, I sit down. The gal comes over, and she goes, what can I get for you? And I said, I'm going to do some uh, coffee first and uh, one for my Well, the uh, pot's not up yet. What do you mean? She goes, well, they, uh, I got I to gotta set that all up. Mm. Well, you're open. The lights are on. I had to wait an hour for a cup of coffee. In a house where there's somebody there to give you that the coffee, stuff. But they had one of these things. Like, well, not, not there yet. She kept saying, we're not there yet. So what do I do? You have to sit there and have a conversation with that woman. No, she leaves. Oh, she left you to sit there? There's nobody else up yet because I I get up early. So it's 6.30 in the morning. It's pitch black. It's freezing cold in the town. It doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts or nothing else. And I'm just looking at my phone. And my wife can sleep in. So I got an hour to kill. Just looking at nothing. It's weird, though. Like, you're built for boutique. I am. Like, you look like you live at a boutique hotel. If you were to write an autobiography, it would be called Built for Boutique. <laughs> Maybe we should put it on the calendar. I will say, you keep t- saying, like, you got to keep your wife's friends from telling her about this, but you also know some pretty pretentious dudes 
that will tell your wife all about staying at these types of places. Not my friends. Not my friends. Well, people you know. Okay, people I know, not my friends. Somebody else's friends. 252-WCMF. We're talking about uh, this church in the South Wedge. It is the Calvary St. Andrews Presbyterian Church. It's on Avril. It has been closed for years. Well, they now want to make it into a boutique hotel and banquet hall. And they've got all of the permits locally because this building is historic to do this so the building can stay put but be something else. They're just waiting on the feds to do it. And I know people say this sounds like a really stupid idea. It's going to be the most successful business in the South Wedge. There is this now new cottage industry that's becoming big bigger and bigger of taking places that aren't hotels, making them all hipster and cool, charging you unbelievable amounts of money so you can stay in the most uncomfortable (laughs) area you've ever had in your life. And again, you don't stay there because you need a place to stay. Sleeping in this place is supposed to be the vacation. And it sucks. And it sucks so hard. And every single little town in the Finger Lakes has one of these places now. I I hope it at least has a bar in it. It does not because even the bar it, sucks. It's like, but at least hey, I can get a you, drink. Would you like a gin? And I'm going to put in a glass thing, and then there's like smoke, and I'm going to have to. Talk, I'm wearing <laughs> suspenders for some reason, and I'm going to talk to you for 15 minutes about where this gin came from. Do you know they make it in Asia? Asia, no, no. Shut up! Shut up and give me a drink! Give me a drink! Oh, I hate it so much! Ah! All right. Well, off you go. Shut up. Oh, you're going too, man. We're going to be spending the night there together. You want to do a couple's overnight at the cavalry <laughs> Tommy in a robe. Kitty, you've never, you have no interest in, you're the only woman I know that has no interest in this. I guess, um, not really. I, okay, I don't know if this is just a me thing or what, but like old things freak me out. Like if <laughs> yeah, I know, I see you staring at Tommy every day. <laughs> like if I'm in like an old, like museum or building, like I can only stay there so long before I get like I don't even know if it's creeped out, but I just like I need some fresh air or something. Really? I don't know what it is. Old things creep me out. All right, would it freak you out? Because you know, like you you brought it up, Tommy. Like mm. some of these places were like at one point old hotels. Yeah. Mm. Some of them were like mansions that they converted into yeah. hotels. This is not. You said it's a church. Kimmy, would it freak you out spending the night in a church? I think that's part of it too. Yeah. But here's the other thing, because like, I know it's like sacred to people, or at least was at one time. So I don't know. It just feels weird, like changing it into somewhere I'm gonna stay the night. And I like history. You like history. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is history I don't care about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if there was like a historic old hotel, you know, that was like popular back in the day, like it was known like nationally, mm-hmm. yeah. and they redid that. Those I are usually that's something tragic happened there. But I want to like, see those. You know but what would mean? you want to stay there? Oh yeah. Like if they if I could go to where they shot. Uh, um, The Shining. Okay. Yeah. That's an historic place yeah. where yeah something happened there. Like I, I I'm familiar with it. Yeah. There's there's there historic buildings and hotels that just have a history to it that's super mm-hmm. cool. I'm all for that. But this is right by my house. I'm with you. Like I said, if I could turn on the TV and I know all the channels, I'm out. I'm with you. What's going to be interesting is. When they do this construction and turn it into a hotel, yeah. this church in the South Wedge turning into a boutique hotel, the more church-looking they keep it, the better it's going to do, Yeah. but the weirder it's going to be sleeping inside. Right, and again, you think they're going to keep. You would think they're going to keep it as much church as possible. But it's impossible when you got to make rooms. But that's what makes it unique. I'm saying, mm. like from the outside. Yeah, like, oh, the outside will probably it. keep it the same. But no, there's still going to be. I mean, you would still have to have that church theme throughout the building to keep the. To, yeah, make it look you know unified. But that would also kill your boner. To your point, man. Like if you're going there to have like a romantic night with your wife, with and then you. I got to look at crucifixes and pain on the wall. 
Because that's everything in a church is oh everything's like oh this sucky thing happened and then this sucky thing happened over here. Well, what do you think it's like for your wife having sex with you? Yeah, but that's that's a given. She knows. It is weird though. Like there are other places that they've you know other churches that they've turned into businesses that I don't feel that way when it like there's the Swilberg Swilberg Swilberger yeah. where it's basically like an arcade in an old church and a bar. bar and a restaurant. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't creep me out as much. I think because it's so different than what it was. But to your point, like if I'm looking around and I feel like I'm in a church, that may be a different story. You know what's funny? And maybe this is the perfect time to do this right. because we, the th- we, Kimmy and I might be the last generation that are freaked out by oh. churches. Yeah. Right? Oh, your like, daughters won't care at all. Well, yeah, because like we didn't really raise them, take him to church every week. Right. But you and I, Kimmy, we had to go. Yeah, you had it's to go part as a kid. of childhood. Church, church was a prominent part of your childhood for yeah, sure. Like Gen, all of us. Gen Z, most of them weren't going to first communion classes, taking confession. So the further away you get from when, you know, religion was dominating mm-hmm. American family life, the less weird it is to oh, be yeah. in one of these buildings. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like your daughters don't have any negative memories of church. No, they love going to church. I have negative memories just because of how my mother treated church. Of it being like forced. Oh, yeah. No, Hunter, look, I'm with you. And you were just scared, and you were told no, and you're going to burn, and you're going to die. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the message has changed. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) We got Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF for the Break Room Facebook page. This comes in from Ron. Ron says, shut up, Duffy. I had to go do this because you ran your mouth on Mm. the radio. We spent a weekend in Skinny Atlas in Mm. December because my wife heard about Dickens Christmas because your wife takes (laughs) you there. That is the home of uncomfortable resorts. If you've never been to Skinny Atlas. It's the richest small town I've ever seen. It is. Uh, The Clintons owned a home there at one point. Derek Jeter owned a home there at one point. Uh, Every high-end stroller is there right now. They have a hotel in town that's existed since the 1850s. Mm -hmm. And they still rent out the rooms. Yep. With the same staff. Bro. (sighs) The stairs aren't even. I always feel like I'm going to fall through. Yes. The floors (laughs) tilt. That's how old this building is. And there's mm-hmm. 70 fireplaces in this place, and they're all raging. And my wife will make a reservation mm. the, a year before when we're checking out to go back and stay again so we can go back for Dickens Christmas and do this. And I have never slept a wink in this hotel <laughs> every year that we go. Yeah. And it's got doilies on the bed. Everything's got doilies. All right, let's take a break. Right. Look, I warned you. Mm. I warned you. I warned you. All right. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. The Christmas season is come and gone, oh. but there are still reminders all over the place. Sure. In fact, there are lots of folks who haven't taken down their Christmas decorations mm. yet. And that's where today's story begins. What happened? Because this person seems to like the way these things looked. 
But someone else, Tommy, mm-hmm. not so much. Okay. You hanging out in the break room, <laughs> watch just classic rock, 96.5, WCMF. This story comes to us from Penfield. The Monroe County Sheriff's Department yeah. were called after a homeowner noticed sometime between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. an unknown person cut the Christmas lights that were hanging on a bush of theirs outside. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's my dream, man. It's your dream. Oh. What, well, just ripping down somebody's lights because they left them up too long? So it's vandalism. Okay, yes. Yeah. Now, it doesn't seem, Tommy, that there's any evidence to go on with this story. So they just clipped the wire. Uh, no, it, just, it says, and I quote, cut, cut the, the Christmas line. lights. Now, I don't right. know if that means they took a scissors to the actual lights. If they cut, like it sounds like said. they cut the lines so that I had to look at them at night. Okay. It could, like they cut the power. I love how you just, you hear really a story giving, yeah, that you excuses. didn't know, and you just start making stuff up in your head, and you spout it as fact. Well, I'm thinking of how I would do it. Okay. <laughs> as I just said. It doesn't seem, based on the story, there's any evidence to go on. And mm. unless there was some kind of confrontation, it would be impossible for this homeowner to find out who did this. Okay. So we do have to be totally clear with this story. We don't know the date that it happened. It could have been before Christmas. It could have been after. Mm. And that's the first issue that gets brought up in this discussion. This is why. If someone cuts somebody's Christmas lights during the Christmas season, that person is a monster. There is no debate. Terrible. If someone cuts your Christmas lights a week after Christmas... Are they the same dick? Uh, I think they're a different dick. How so? Um, hmm. I think they're a lesser dick. Why? Because I, at least I wait until after the holidays. Okay. <laughs> oh, when, you gave them a chance? To take the damn things down. There you don't think that's a lesser dick? There are some people, uh, one you might be hearing as we speak, yeah. who get very upset about people who leave their lights up after a certain That's me. Okay. I think I think it's an I think it's a dick if you do it after the holidays okay. with angel wings. A dick with angel wings. Yeah. It sounds like a Motley Crue song <laughs> that they wrote on a piano. You're like an evil angel. Okay. The phone number is 252-WCMF 252-9263. When are the lights supposed to come down? Because looking around, it looks like most people still have them up. I've yeah. only I only I mean there's a the couple outside. places. Maybe Pittsburgh's different. But I would say yeah. But so I like, would say after the first of the year, you should have them down. I mean, the weather's nice. You can get them down right now. So, so Pittsburgh, because I'm assuming they decorate, you know, everything for the Christmas. The whole town is done. So do, like, the lampposts and stuff still have the Christmas decor on, or do they do they remove all that after Christmas? He goes to bed before the sun goes down. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't know. I don't, I don't know. But okay, I'm assuming, would, yeah. Because oh, okay. the town, I mean, the city takes them down pretty much after the holidays. Because especially when the weather's nice, they want to get them out of there. Yeah. So you're telling me right now mm. that if this happened after Christmas, mm-hmm. that the person who cut this uh, resident of Penfield's Christmas Not a good guy. is justified in what they did. Not justified, but I get it. Okay. Are there con- Shouldn't do it. But, but, but I get it. But why does it bother you, though? Because it's just enough. But it's not even like something you have to look at all the time. It's not like it's in your yard. They're lit up. You have to see it. They're well, you, lit. you see it what? When you drive by every yes. now and then? I can see them through my window. I, that, that does not affect my day. No, look, I'm with Kimmy. Like, oh, who cares? So cool. No, I, who and, cares? It kind of looks pretty when it snows and stuff. I don't know. Why Why do you care? That's a noisy crap out of me. No, but, like, like, to Kimmy's point, like, I know you, man. You go in your house, you shut your drapes, you can't even, there's no light getting in that house, there's no light coming out of that house. It is just a dark, <laughs> dank area when you are sitting in that living room. This has no effect on your life. It looks lazy. Way. Oh, phew, I It looks cursed. like you don't manage your business. You're not tight. You're not, you, you don't have tighten a business. it up. 
I said, Holly, you got to be tight, Pat. Stop that. You did. Stop that with your hand. Your mother didn't want to. 252-WCMF. <laughs> uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's Department called to a home in Penfield after the homeowner noticed sometime between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. An unknown person cut the Christmas lights that were <laughs> hanging on their bush outside. There are no suspects. It doesn't look like there's any evidence to go on. It's like espionage and stuff, you know? Like spies cutting the line. <laughs> what, you got them coming down on wires? Yeah, doesn't it sound like it? Cause they had to like sneak up, go all stealth with some like wire cutters. So no matter when this happened, yeah. if, if it was before Christmas, after Christmas, if we look at what we have here, you have someone cutting these lights in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You have no suspect. Doesn't sound like there's a video. No nothing. And let's be real. It's not like Christmas lights on a bush would be like super expensive, right? No. Okay. Not cheap. Would you even call the cops if this happened at your house? No. Because I know they're not going to do nothing. Well, okay, what you, can they do? You said that about your house, yeah. your wife's house getting broken into when they yeah. found the guy. I know. But this is really hard to catch. And we even have cameras. Yeah. And I don't, well, maybe if we caught him on the camera, but I don't. If it's a kid, especially, if it looks like a kid doing this, I'm not calling the cops. Would your, if your wife says she wants oh, to call the cops. Are you kidding me? Would you try and talk her out of it? Yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. Okay. All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because you, for as much as you hate Christmas lights, you're the one in this room that puts out f- by far the most decorations. Yeah. Front and backyard. And at the and you do it early, too. Yes, I do. So it's okay to do it super ooh, early, ooh. but you can't leave them up after a certain so time? So here's the rule. Okay. My wife says I can put them up when the weather's nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. We turn them on day after Thanksgiving. I still got to look at the deer in the back, whether it's lit up or not. I still got to see it. Well, you're not going to see them at night. It just seems lazy to me. No, you're not handling your business. Hold on. Hey, honey, Pat says you're lazy. <laughs> you're a lazy-ass woman. From what I understand, you got to be tight. That's what I heard. <laughs> tight. So Look at tight. my hand. Look how tight it is. Fist. Look at the hole in my hand. Look how tight <laughs> that hole is. No, I mean, all right, let me ask you this what? question. So let's say some kid, mm. as you said, comes, clips the wire kid, yeah, on the bushes, right? Mm. You and your wife are trying. The cops come to you. They go, listen, we caught the kid. Mm. We're going to leave it up to you. What punishment do you want? It's you and your wife. What do you want? I don't know. What, what can you do like to a kid? Right, let's say they can cut them loose with a scary warning. Oh, yeah. They can give them 20 hours of community no, service, no, no, no. or they can put them in lockup to like scare them for the I'm weekend. I'm not locking a kid up. You're with your wife. What happens? I don't think she would want to. I don't know. I don't know. If your wife wants him locked up to scare him straight, would you argue with her? Yes. I'd have to. I have you to. Are, you, are, you are so full of crap. One, you're a coward, and two, you hate people stepping on your lawn. So here's the thing like with my wife. She's got like some stuff that have like significance to it. Okay. You know? So if anybody messed with the the history ones, and I'm not making this up, we have some like she's very sensitive about because she's had it for a long time. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, stuff that the kids have made. All right. That gets displayed. If anybody touches any of that stuff, she wants to share. And you wouldn't argue Child with her. electrocution. You would, <laughs> and you wouldn't argue with her? I'd have to. Okay. But then I would get electrocuted, so I don't want to do that. 252 WCMF, 252-9263. Folks, we're waiting on hold. we got Facebook messages coming in. Let's talk to John. Hey, John. What's up, buddy? Hey, good morning. Always enjoy the show, guys. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to give you a important fact that uh, some Christian faith like the Russian Orthodox, they celebrate Christmas on January seventh. Ah. They go by the old. They go by the old calendar. So definitely a dick move, uh, for sure. Up to January eighth, they should be able to leave it up no matter what. Okay, I'm going to ask an ignorant question. I don't know if you have the answer, John. 
Do Orthodox religions normally put like lights out? Because when I hear Orthodox, I think normally like old school. Yeah, like straightforward. Free electricity stuff. No, like plain. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do. Uh, I'm Greek Orthodox, and uh, we, we. Oh love yeah, but you Greeks do everything yeah, big and shiny. I went into a Greek Orthodox church one time. I thought I was in Vegas. <laughs> All right, so, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. I don't think that. Uh, it, sure, of course. Uh, back in the Old Testament, they didn't have light, so uh, no one did it. But it's part of our. It's part of everybody, you know. All right, so John. Yeah, but didn't you have to bring in like all your sacrifices after the first? <laughs> bring in all the goats, John. Like, uh, how long do you keep your Christmas stuff out for? Like, when are you done? We um, there's also a, a Saint John uh, that celebrated on uh, Saint John the Baptist was uh, celebrated on January 7th. Okay. Oh, leave them up to then. We try to leave it up till then in our Christmas tree. Have you had um, Have you had any but, issues uh, with your neighbors that got pissed off like Tommy does? <laughs> No, never, never. Uh, yeah, but you probably you know, probably uh, live in a Greek neighborhood, so it doesn't even count. What's a Greek no. neighborhood? Every neighborhood that looks like that. By the way, every neighborhood's a Greek neighborhood now because there's Mediterranean restaurants every 15 feet. True that. <laughs> John, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest of the day. Hey, thanks for the time. You uh, too, guys. There goes Orthodox John. Yeah, you are assuming that everybody's done celebrating at Ooh, a certain point. That which, makes you yeah. intolerant. I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump to those conclusions. Well, who moved? I didn't know Christmas was like movable. What do you mean? Like, I always think, you know, Christmas this day. First year over here. No. I didn't know, like, the Greeks and the Russians are pushing it out into the new year. Well, there's, like, it's Little a... Christmas, too, right? I don't know if people What's celebrate Christmas? that. I thought he celebrated Little Christmas. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just an arbitrary day. Yeah, but I thought we kind of, like, figured it out. How? Like, you know, Black Friday. Easter Sunday. I don't remember reading about Christmas Black Friday morning. in my theology classes. <laughs> yeah, and then did. Christ said, go to Best Buy, wear cleats, and step on a guy's neck. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We got Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF for the Break Room Facebook page talking about this house in Penfield that had its Christmas lights cut. We don't know the date. If it happened before Christmas, no argument. The guy's a dick. Mm. Tommy is saying if it happened. He gets uh, a pass. Yeah, he, it's a bad thing, but an understandable bad yeah, thing. I get it. If, if it happened when the lights should have come down. Rachel writes us on Facebook. Christmas lights can stay up all of January. It's still the winter season, and they and they are more winter lights than they are Christmas lights. Okay, what's an angel yeah. or a... Well... Oh, I'm sorry, you don't want to... Angels don't belong on regular days? No, they, they're done. You only need angels for so long, and you're done with them. You need an angel every day you can get one, man. <laughs> I mean, so, so to her point, keep them up all winter, then. I'm kind of with her on that. You don't leave them up all winter with the slushy brown crap showing up. Well, no, but that's just it. Like, winter after Christmas, especially in Rochester... So dank. Dreary, yeah. sad... Why I need not? some lights to cheer me up. Yeah, but why not add color to like it? Look how cheery I am now. You get bush. It's all bright. Like, I think, uh, Seriously. Down here, they used to put like the, the big uh, snowflakes. Yeah. Uh, the, and I always thought that looked nice all winter. Like I never really associated that with Christmas as all much right. as I did like the winter season. I'll even take it a step further. Why not keep some of the outdoor Christmas stuff for a little while past the lights, like the events? Like if they did the Rock Holiday Village once a month through February... That would still crush it. It kind of loses its, its appeal because you're not in the holiday mood anymore. Now you're you just it. a drunk in the snow. <laughs> More you're of a just market. A douche, igloo douche. Drunk, a douche in the, drunk in the snow is my favorite Ribs Arkansas song. <laughs> drunk in the snow, them lights gotta go. <laughs> no, I mean, you look like an idiot. No. And there's no ambiance to it anymore. What are you talking like, about? There's no Christmas music left. You have to do Christmas music. You play music. What are you yeah, going to do it'd now, It'd be more man. of like an outdoor, win- like a winter market. Yeah, you can still- Because people still go ice skating and stuff. You can ice skate. You yeah. still want to drink and have beer. You can still have the food trucks there. I mean, it's I something to do. I think it loses do. its pop. Okay, you don't like going to it anyway. No, but 
I think I think once the holiday's over, you lose that holiday pop. You're done, and man. Pop, keep it tight and pop. Yeah. And everybody, once Just the holidays are done, most people want winter to be over with because you want to get to summer. No, I understand, but that's not how weather works. Right, but I don't, I don't want to be reminded that I got three more months of this crap. I want to start thinking about fun in the sun, baby. Two five two. I want to live. Two five two WCMF. Tight. Two nine two six three. Let's talk to Ben. Hey Ben, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good, good buddy. Good to hear from you. So, so when you were talking about Tommy going home to his dank little hole and uh, drawing the blinds and everything, the only thing I could picture is Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And he's sitting there with his whiskey going, my precious. Shut up. I don't even know what the hell he's Lord of the Rings. You don't even. I don't you know. do look like him. I don't know what he is. Just Google it. Gollum. I never watched Lord yeah. of the Rings. Ben, are you a Christmas lights guy? Hey. Oh, I love Christmas lights. Do you put them up? Uh, when I have them, yeah. When you have them, it's not a head of lettuce. Don't, don't ask follow-up questions. How do you lose no, your lights? I'm getting divorced. See, that's, what did you think he was going to say? For real. Come on, man. So you got the car, she got the lights? Pretty much. Okay. All right. Much. All right. So, Ben, when should the lights come down, then? Uh, when the snow's gone, is uh, my uh, opinion. All right, I'm well, there you go. That I'll... could be, that could be April. Oh, no, not lights till oh, April. Guess what? I still got my lights up. Too bad. Atta boy, Ben. Not your property. You Apparently me. not your property either. <laughs> what a dick! What a dick! <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> that hurt him too much. Ben, have a good rest of the day. Thank you. See you, guys. Can't even do anything to Ben. He lost time. a major from child support. <laughs> we got more Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF for the Break Room Facebook page. Again, if you're just joining us, talking about a story out in Penfield, uh, between 3 and 5 a.m., somebody cut the Christmas lights <laughs> hanging out a bush outside somebody's house. Somebody called the Monroe County Sheriff's Department. Oh, there's no evidence, it looks like. There's no uh, suspect. You would yeah. have no way to figure out who did this. A thief Listen. in the night, as the Bible would say. You got it. Uh, we had asked, would you call the cops? Mm-hmm. Bill writes, when someone is on your property without your permission in the middle oh, of the night, you, you call the cops. If they vandalize something, you definitely call the cops. Let the investigation happen and if any, and see if anything comes of it. It's not the worst logic. No, but I'm not lighting up some kid's life doing a prank. You're assuming it's a kid because I can yeah. see you in your mid-30s drunkenly doing this. <laughs> yeah, kid. Let's say there's a 35-year-old man. All right, that's different. No, would you want that guy to do... Obviously, the dude's got some problems. Okay. we got to get to the bottom. So, but if it's some punk-ass 12-year-old kid thinking it's funny... You know, you always I know, assume I'm not happy a, about it, but I'm not. You assume it. every crime is a kid. Over at the yeah. liquor store, probably a 12-year-old. You <laughs> went real young, too. I also drank when I was a child. Yeah, I, I understand. No, like, I mean, there is nothing wrong with calling the cops when something happens at your house. I understand, but I, I hate seeing somebody's life ruined over doing something stupid. You're not going to ruin your life over cutting. How do you know this isn't turning the kid bad? Next thing you know, he's uh, doing 20 in Attica. Well, let me ask you this question. Let's but, say he gets away with it. All of a sudden, he feels emboldened. Next thing he's going to do? Oh, it's bad. Gets a hold of the national grid. Yeah, well, Saturday, you know what happens with yeah, national Yeah, the kid's going to get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> Some punk-ass kids. You know, it's days like today we realize that maybe Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, doesn't get enough credit. Okay. Because he is Mr. No Distractions. He talks for 10 minutes. He doesn't say a damn thing. Low key. You got it. And it seems the entire roster mm. he's had since he's been here buys into that. You never hear Bill's players running their mouths about opponents or saying anything yeah. out of hat. Mm. 
And then you look at the opponent for Sunday. Because <laughs> everything is riding on this game. Yeah. Everything. So the last thing you would want to do is say something to piss off the other team. True that. But it seems someone in Miami may have done that. What happened? You're hanging out in the break room. Rock's just classic rock, 96.5. WCMF. So we talked this morning about how uh, yesterday the distractions have already started for this Dolph- the Dolphins before this must-win for the division game in prime time that you can listen to Sunday night, 820, right here on 96.5 WCMF. Uh, Tariq Hill's house caught on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Went up in flames. Ugh. But even before that happened, yeah. uh, yesterday was the first chance for the media to talk to both Bills players and Dolphins players about the upcoming matchup. Okay. And Bills players went out, and mm-hmm. they did the usual, you know, we're going to play hard, and it's just yeah, another tight. game. Yeah, every yeah. game is a must-win game, mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other thing. Nothing Wins are hard this league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One Dolphins player, uh, however, took a different approach. What did he say? Uh, Javion Holland, Javon Holland, excuse me, is uh, he's a safety for the Dolphins. Mm. And let's remember, when the Bills and the Dolphins met first this season in Orchard Park, the Bills beat them 48-20. to mm. Six touchdowns, two field goals, 414 yards of total offense. The Bills only punted four times. And that was a game Miami was coming off scoring 70 points against the Broncos. When asked yeah. what the Dolphins were going to do differently mm-hmm. and what the Bills did to dominate them so thoroughly in week four, Javon Holland said... They didn't really do anything. No. Oh. The, the Bills didn't do Bills anything? Bills didn't really do anything. How'd that, how'd that happen? Uh, he had a reason why right. the Dolphins performed so poorly, the defense. Mm. Quote, what do we need to do better? Probably win the game. Last game was just earlier in the season, so we were still trying to learn the defense. Okay, but you beat somebody the week before by, what, 70 points or mm-hmm. something? Well, they scored 70, the yeah. offense did. Also, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting thing to say that they were still learning the defense, but now they got it. When the Ravens just hung 56 points oh. on you four days ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he went on. Oh. He was asked what he saw from the Bills in their blowout win in Orchard Park. And again, this is the perfect time to compliment Josh Allen, mm-hmm. to compliment the wide receivers, right? Quote, it wasn't anything too crazy. We moved past it. We fixed what we needed to. I'm looking forward to playing there again. It's going to be a fun game. There's a lot riding on it, but it's just like any other game. Why Why would you say these things? <laughs> That's it. Why? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? But that's doing? Miami. That's Miami running its goddamn mouth. And a town full of people that run their goddamn mouth. Like, you should. Like, that's the yeah. moment where you are overly complimentative of every single Bills mm. offensive player. But it's not a humble but, town. And again, you would have. I would think that Miami, especially after the way last season ended, you go the opposite direction of what you did before. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What, what did they say if it's something about it if being it's too, too cold, cold for yeah. them? It's just, or no, I wish it were colder. Yeah, that was the t-shirt oh, yeah, that, that t-shirt. he had made. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it were colder. Yeah. And they got They beat. talked so much to Mac before that game. And then when they were coming to Orchard Park earlier on this season, mm. the Bills were favorites in their own house despite the fact that the Dolphins had a better record and had just blown out the Broncos. And they wore t-shirts with an emoji that was like, hmm, I'm confused <laughs> yes. by this. Okay. I forgot on the about play, that too. They, yeah. f- they made sure they were photographed in these t-shirts <laughs> yeah. complaining about the point spread. And they got blown out to the point where when John scored one of his touchdowns, he did the emoji face in the end zone back to the Dolphins. Like, you're right, Kimmy. They do this over and mm-hmm. over and over again, and every single time, it costs them. How do you not learn your lesson? I don't know. I mean, again, you're not coming off a victory. We're still learning the defense. <laughs> you gave up 56 points! 56 points! Look, man, 
Stuff like this makes me so much more confident as a Bills fan come Sunday. All right. Because these two teams are very different in the way that they approach things. Mm. Uh, the coach out there, Mike McDaniel, who you like to call. Uh, yeah, skateboard. Coach skateboard. Yeah. Right? He walks around with this, uh, as the kids like to call, swagger. But he's supposed to be like this new age guru type of coach. He's figured out the new method, man. Well, he's, he's definitely uh, unique in terms of like just the way he handles himself on the field and stuff. And some people love it. Some, you know, people are like, you know, they hate it, especially like the old school crowd. It's cute till it don't it's, work. And yeah. but that's the problem is he runs his mouth, mm-hmm. and when it's working, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. When it ain't working, you have the ability to go, "Hey, man, what the hell are you doing?" Right. And he lets his team run their mouths, and it looks great until you get to a point where it's not working. Kind of like a Rex Ryan vibe, right? right? Exactly. Like he, big players love him. He's skinny you know? Rex. But here's the thing about but Rex you gotta Ryan. Have, but you have to have success to really make mm. that work. But here's the thing about Rex Ryan, right? Like mm. as much of a clown as Rex Ryan was when he was here in Buffalo, as fun as he was, the guy did take his team with Mark Sanchez as a quarterback to two consecutive yeah. AFC championships. He had a great defense. Right. Like There were things to hang your hat on. What do the Dolphins have to hang their hat on right Nothing now? Yet. Under Mike McDaniel, yeah. you lost a playoff game in Buffalo last year after you collapsed down the stretch. You had the ability four weeks ago to seize the number one seed. You went two and two over the last four games, and now this game is for that seed. You collapsed again. Yeah. That's your MO. So where is this confidence and swagger coming from? <laughs> and like you look at what Buffalo has done the last couple of years compared to Miami. And I, I've said this for the last couple of weeks, saying I had no worries that the Bills were going to win this division. The Bills are battle-tested. They are iron. They know how to handle themselves like professionals, where it seems the Dolphins are the exact opposite. There's too many distractions, man. You think it's the distractions? They can't focus. I'm telling you, look at all these towns that have fun. Okay. Like a lot of fun. Okay. For young guys with a lot of money. I think it destroys them, especially nowadays. The Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl three, yeah. two years ago. Bro, but that was a team like you put together quickly and won a Super Bowl. Okay. And what's happened since? Well, they also had to. They couldn't afford yeah. to pay anybody else after that, right? But I nobody's I, there anymore. But but you could even hold a town in Los Angeles, and I don't know how long you're going to hold a town in Los Angeles, even with this this college, this uh, gigantic stadium you built, SoFi Stadium. There, yeah. they made the playoffs. They're back in. All right, they locked see. up their spot. Look, man, I think Kimmy. The the closer we get to this game, mm. the less nervous I am about it. Hmm. Watching how Miami handles themselves, watching how the Bills handle themselves. The Bills are going on a business trip where it seems like Miami feels like they're owed this division and they're going to waltz in and win. And this they game. got it at home at night, prime time. But night hurts them too. So, I mean, the reason the Bills lost to Miami last year, they, the, the heat, heat, right? <laughs> heat can't hurt you if the sun ain't out. Ain't no heat. No. Ain't no sunshine. When, when there ain't no sun. Thank you. <laughs> like, I need this game. I, I, I want it to happen at noon. Like I, I like waiting I just, until Sunday is going to drive me insane. Waiting is going to suck, but you will know what needs to happen by that point. Oh yeah, because everything else, this is it. This is the last game of the season, right? You're right. There's no Monday night football game. Oh, we were talking about the uh, scenarios that could happen. You know, if the Bills win, they're the two seed. It's arguably the easiest route they'd have had to the to the Super Bowl since McDermott. Mm. They've won the division. They can be the six seed. They can be the seven seed. They can be eliminated. And I had asked a question. Tuesday, mm. if you, Kimmy, could have a guaranteed spot for mm. uh, playoffs play at seven play. and the game wouldn't mean anything, would you want that? Or would you want all or nothing two seed on Sunday? You guys both said you wanted all or nothing two seed. Yes. I disagreed with you guys. I'm on your side now. Mm. As a fan, especially. 
Yeah, you want to win, man. Well, no, I obviously want to win, but like my fear was the Bills have won five of the last six. They've had a lot of. They've been to the playoffs in the last four weeks. Essentially, mm-hmm. are they going to run out of gas? All right. But watching what's happening here, it just makes me. I think they're peaking at the right time. I feel stronger and stronger All right. every single day. Put me out there. Give me a helmet. Let's go. Come on. Come on. So, and I also saw where some of these quarterbacks aren't playing. Yeah. Uh, so, well, because the, the, their teams aren't playing for anything. So, the Ravens, who yeah. we need to win against Steelers. Pittsburgh, yes, on yeah, Saturday night. Lamar ain't playing. Lamar ain't playing. Tyler Huntley is, but he can play, and he's a free agent after this game. So, this right. is his audition to be a potential starter somewhere else, which is good for Buffalo. All right. I mean, I do Why think. Why ain't Mahomes playing? Because they've already locked that. They can't go anywhere. They've locked up their right, spot. They're right. the three seed no matter what. Okay. And so. there was somebody. Oh, and Joe Flacco's not playing. Yeah, the, the Browns can't go anywhere. Joe Flacco's right, so. 137 years old. You don't want to risk him getting right. So not a lot to watch before this game if, if some of these guys aren't even playing this weekend. There's two games I know I'm watching this weekend. Watching? I'm watching the Steelers and Ravens because if the Steelers the lose. Ravens back yeah, but, but the Ravens. Is- Tyler Huntley. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch Tyler yeah, throw we, a football. I need that Duh. game, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, well, who do I need to win? We need the Ravens. How are they yeah. going to win without no... Uh, Did you not hear what I just said? They're not going to win with a backup named Tyler. I think they In win. the history in the league. I think he beats the Steelers. Right. I think Mason Rudolph turns What's back into game? a pumpkin. Uh, we need Jacksonville to lose to... <laughs> Cleveland? All right, with no Flacco. Cleveland, yes. Yeah, without yep, Flacco. Yep. Right. But that defense is amazing. They are uh, good. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for Jacksonville, still banged up. All right. This All is going right. to be insane. We'll see. This weekend is going to be insane. And let's not forget, when it comes to the Steelers game, if they lose that game to a backup quarterback, it would be the ultimate revenge of all time. Because in 2004? Oh, who doesn't remember 2004? 2005. One of those two years. Yeah, one of those. I actually like both of those years. It was Drew Bledsoe's first season in Buffalo. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Uh, the Bills had a home game. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was win at home against the Steelers' backups to lock up a playoff spot. Oh, what happened? They lost that game. Oh, Drew. You think it's Drew. revenge for 2004? I never forget anything. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Ever. You know I can't. Petty, I don't back. petty, petty man. Okay. I don't know what happened in 2004. <laughs> I can't remember any of it. It was a good year. It was a year a... Handsome young man walked out of the halls of the Aquinas Institute into the world. Is that what you graduated? Oh, four. My God. Punk ass fat boy. <laughs> that's Full what, of pork and religion. That's what it said underneath my yearbook photo. <laughs> Punk ass fat boy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.